Let's welcome in our preview panel now for Randwick today. Ron Duffersy, Brad Gray, Andrew Hurley all assembled. Duff, as I say, good morning to you again. Uh, we've already done some key interviews surrounding this program. Any sort of key takeaways from those interviews? Obviously, we spoke to Zach Lloyd. Uh, one piece of information I picked up was that we knew he was riding militarising the Cox Plate, but he'll have a, a few rides there on the Friday before the Cox Plate. He'll also walk the track with Darren Beedman, so I think that's important and he certainly wears those blue colours on a few favourites today. Marquest looks hard to beat and we're looking forward to seeing uh, this big filly back at the races contemporary. Yep, it's a big moment for a big week for him and um, it sounds like no stone's going to be left unturned because it's a daunting moment. You know, never been to Melbourne to ride mm. and your first ride's going to be in a, in a Cox Plate. So, look, they've thought it out, get down there a couple of days early have a few rides Friday night, familiarise yourself with the place. Then you've got the, the wise advice from obviously Darren uh, walking the track with him. His father will have some input as well, and James obviously. So, no, it's a professional outfit, and he'll go there uh, full of confidence. And guess what? From my point of view, I reckon he can nearly win it. Oh, geez, he's going to be hard to beat if he, oh. uh, if he gets on the right leg there. 100% duff. Uh, Brad Gray, as I say, good morning to you. Um, how have you found this Randwick card, buddy? Yeah, good morning, guys. Good morning, all the listeners. No free hits today, I'll tell you that much. If you're going to win on the punt, you'll need to earn it. I'd like to be a long way in front coming into the quaddy legs because it gets trickier yeah, yeah. as the meeting wears on. Uh, those last couple, so you should be in for a nice dividend if you do happen to land the quaddy today. But like a lot of people, can't wait to see the covers come off commemorative again. I know that Tim Ryan was saying on Form Line on Thursday, she's been backed in everything pretty much. The Everest, the Thousand Guineas, the Coolmore, the Ark, the Golden Easter Egg. She can win. <laughs> it doesn't even matter the code. Yeah, I think I said contemporary before. That's the horse I was referring to in commemorative. Um, we see these booms get put on horses pretty early, Brad. I mean, she's got the flashy win uh, by a margin in Canterbury, yep. but what was behind her, that's what we were all wondering, and she's got to come and do it now as a um, an older horse, uh, tackles the likes of Kazoo, who are sort of proven in the grade, and she's not perfectly drawn, I'd have to say. No, it's the old bookies versus the boom, isn't it? It's mm. going to be interesting to see how brave the bookies are there late because... There's a few indicators there, as you say, Luke, a few red flags that probably suggest that it's worth their while taking her on because the time wasn't there, the form behind her wasn't there. However, uh, one for those trust-your-eye form analysts out there because she couldn't have been more impressive. And you watch the replay, and the interesting thing for me is it was only really the last 50 metres where it all looked a click for her. Uh, she kind of wobbled around the turn. She had to shunt one uh, off her hip there and uh, get into clear galloping room. But once she flattened out, uh, boy, oh, boy. So, yeah, interesting to see what she does today. Be like me going up against my sparring partner Stanley in a shoulder charge uh, challenge. Um, the way she pushed out that day, <laughs> exactly it was uh, right. it was Marlow v Stanley stuff. Um, you wouldn't want to get in her way, Brad, because she's got the barrier extension on. I see as well. So God help us if she's growing even more. No, no. Well, the way that she pushed that poor horse out of the way, I can't yeah. remember what horse it was, but the uh, the rival almost went out into the hot dog stand there <laughs> on Canterbury Road. Fair income. Um, got squashed. Yeah, she's a big girl. She's a big girl. Andrew Hurley's with us. Morning, Hurls. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Uh, yeah, echo pretty much what uh, Brad Gray said in terms of uh, the sort of meeting. Yeah, you want to be uh, want to be up coming late in the day because that's when it gets really tricky. But uh, in any case, still some very interesting betting races. We're currently betting uh, even money about commemorative. Whether we take it on or not remains to be seen. So commemorative, um, but yeah, it's pretty hard to get that uh, win back in June out of your mind, isn't it? But uh, yeah, currently two dollars for uh, it, which goes around in race five. Don't be shocked if it's the lay of the day, punters. I don't know yeah, what they are, but I, it just looks the type of horse they could take on, Hurls, because of the boom and the hype. He, yep. loves, he loves taking on these hype horses. He took on Mr. Brightside last week, Timmy, uh, and the tab. So you've got to tip your hat to them. Uh, they made him the lay of the day, and, and he went under, which is uh, no easy feat. He's one of the best horses in the country. So um, I reckon there's been about 11 straight that have got beat. Mm. So we, you've got to respect it. We still didn't see black odds, Mr. Brightside Duff, like we were promised at the death, but anyway. <laughs> didn't matter at the finish. I suppose it didn't. You could have took 50s and you wouldn't have collected. Uh, you wouldn't have minded being on each way, though, uh, at that price, I suppose. Uh, let's get into I, it, boys. I, I think it's a good... Sorry, I, I think it's... Um, what do you say? Is it great info? I, I guess it is. I, I think it's really interesting when we do hear Tim come on and say, right, we're going to take this on today. Um, I think it did hit black figures, albeit very briefly last week. But, yeah, if, if you really like something, they're going to take it on. Well, you say, well, we'll wait sort of thing. So um, I digress. Well done, Tim. Yeah, I think it's great information. Uh, you get 
educated opinion, uh, and you can use that for your own form analysis. If you're 50, exactly, if you're fifty-fifty, you might pass on one uh, that the, that they're against, um, or you might take the alternative. You think, oh, gee, I was going to bet now. I might wait uh, because this might get a little bit longer in the market. So, uh, no, it's a good part of our show, definitely, uh, to get that information from the traders. As we kick off with the two-year-olds in race number one, the Kirkham Plate at Randwick today on a good four, five-metre rail, a thousand metres for James Squire, Andrew Hurley. Their three scratchings here, admitted at Reneg and spotted, all come out as zero deductions. Agenda setter is a $3.90 chance. $6 Blue Illusions, Lamentum 18, $7 Shangri-La Express. The 300's our favourites, 215 to $220. Miss Judas, $8.81 for Shout About It. Well, despite the fact it's $220, Blue Illusion at the $6 quote has been the most popular runner so far, not only today, but right throughout uh, the trade. So, Yes, possibly the 300 is going to continue to drift. Yeah, he did look short enough in that early market. So it's going to be a battle of tactics. And I guess the advantage the 300 has is he'll bounce out, you'll find the fence and prove hard to chase down. So he looks your leader. Who settles outside the lead? Well, shout about it, agenda setter uh, and the 300 stalemate, Shangri-La Express, have all shown tactical speed in their trials. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting that first couple hundred metres, stuff. Yeah, hard race to read the map, I must say. So I'm... Giving Blue Illusion the benefit of the doubt, he hardly attack him with confidence, that's for sure, but I just didn't know, I was nor here nor there with the rest of them, to tell you the truth, and any horse that starts a, you know, a pretty hot favourite in a Maribyrnong trial has obviously got a rap on him, so I want to be forgiving, the vets say slow recovery, some say he didn't like the straight, even though he jumped down, uh, jumped out down the straight, so... The main thing for me, I just they're just such a professional organisation. He wouldn't be going back to the races if there was any issue whatsoever. And I would have suggested he was educated here in Sydney. So, yep, just a throw at the stumps. Three blue illusion on top of the 300 who has had his two trials and he's got the inside draw. Agenda centre comes out of a fast trial. And Shangri-La third good fight at his only trial. Uh, Miss Judas interests me a little if I get a push for her on track. 3, 8, 2 and 6. 2, 8, 6 and 3 for me. 2, Agenda Setter. This has actually been a really good race over the years and I'm with Agenda Setter here. It's got the breeding uh, out of Group 1 winning mare, Secret Agenda. Two trials. I like the fact that both trials were over 900 metres. Uh, led in one of those, sat outside the lead in another of those and, and was fighting <laughs> out the finish. The latest of those hitouts was in sharp time. So all indicators there that he'll run well on debut. 8 to 300. He's hard enough to beat. He has to be a starting point. I think he's short enough, or at least he was when the market first went up, uh, but he's going to be hard to chase down for a stable very much in form. The stalemate uh, won't be... Uh won't be easy to beat this horse, Shangri-La Express. I know I've only seen him once at the trials. That was over the 740 metres. But again, uh, the was, time was pretty sharp. I liked the big margin back to the rest of the field. And he really quickened nicely that last little bit. And that was backed up on the clock. And three, Blue Illusion. It may pay to be forgiving there because uh, it's simply too bad to be true on debut. Two, eight, six and three. What do you think of the winner of that last trial that Agenda Setter won, Brad? High Octane. Yes. He looks yes, like he's... Yes. Not he a bad looks something, animal. doesn't he? Yeah. Well, if a genocider comes out and makes a bit of a statement and, and he's in the finish today, you want to be following High Octane because he was the one under a throttle hold down the outside. But that's the first thing I did, actually, when I looked at that troll and I saw that he was in the paddock. So we have to wait a little while to see him one day. <laughs> Strip out. Yeah, you've got to be patient, buddy. A few more sleeps. You do, you do. Into the black book he goes. <laughs> in he goes. Uh, let's see what Darren Flindell's found in this opening race um, with his selections. Obviously, always... Uh, a lot of interest around the two-year-olds when they step out for the first time, of which a lot of these are. Eight on top, three the 300 for Darren to beat 6-2 and 3. Eight, six, two, and 3 for Darren Flindell in race number one, the Kirkham. Only one horse has had a previous race start, and that's Blue Illusion, uh, which contested the Maribyrnong uh, trial there at Flemington October 7. We kick on to race number two, the Tab Highway, over 1,800 metres. Andrew Hurley with the market. It's scratchings here. We've got a Snapbook 1x2, the Coat Hanger 1x2, Zero, Rosie's Type of Girl, Master of Awards, Lego's Daughter and Keith all come out but no deduction. So pretty settled market here. $51 for Sonic Tycoon. Amaranth is our favourite. $3.40. It did go up $2.80 but it's been $3.40 for the best part of 24 hours. $21 Lord DeSemo. We've got Who Dat at 4 dollars 
plays Angels at $9. Specking early for it, it opened up at $15. Uh, Ditto Bellman, we went up $15 there, $7.50 now. Believe so, $23. Baksha, $41. $7, I am good at this. Lawyer's Delight, $18. $18. Devotion. Behind the Storm, $21. And Phil, $34. So pretty solid here uh, is Amaranth. The activity for the two firmers came pretty quickly in Phase Angel and Bellman. Yeah, Keith hasn't made the field and the coat hanger comes out. So a bit of speed has gone amiss there. I am good at this. I think strides across with an aggressive ride. You've got Phil coming across as well. Uh, Sonic Tycoon, believe so. It was actually an all-the-way winner there last time out. So, yeah, although we've lost a couple here as far as speed influences go, I think this should be a pretty genuinely run 1,800-metre race stuff. Uh, yeah, I would expect so. Um, I think she's the better of the day, Amaranth's here. Uh, I, I love what she did first up. Uh, just needs... Now, probably room to move from the point of the turn home, and I think she's awfully hard to beat. I think who that got to be respected from the Dunyard. Uh, Lord DeSanimo, now that he gets up to more his distance range, can be effective at odds, and I am good at this, a well-bred horse in form that goes forward, another one from the Dunyard, but very keen on two, two, four, three, and nine. Yeah, she does look well set up here. Amaranth, two, four, seven, and five. Needs luck at the right time. Uh, as we say, barrier one here, however. Uh, the speed should be genuine enough. If they break up, she'll get a chance to spear home. She's already a highway winner over this same track and trip, and she put the riding on the wall there last start uh, that she's ready to win again, and that was despite being a fair gap between runs. For Houdat, uh, not surprised there has been money. Uh, as soon as we see Matt Dunn in the, in the highway form guide now, you've got to pay instant respect. He's going to land himself in the right spot. I like the depth of his form lines, and... Uh, Dunn has this knack now of knowing the right type of horse, the right profile of horse to bring to these races. Seven, believe so. Uh, a good little fluke as hope. He went straight to the front last time out. Rennie's rivals into the ground. I know he jumped a $101 chance in a highway first up, but he got a long way back there and he gave away a fitness edge. So he comes back here with a much better uh, grounding under his belt. And five, Faze, Faze Angel. Uh, right back in grade today and not without a knockout claim herself. So two, four, seven and five. Darren Flindell numbers in race number two. Look this way, two on top. He's with Amaranth as well to beat nine, four, five. Did you hear everything you wanted to, Duff, when we spoke to Amaranth's trainer this morning, Danny LC? Yep, I love to hear that. This race has always been the plan, uh, which is obvious, I suppose, but mm. uh, just it had been thought out before the first up run. So, yep, like love love what I hear about her. Yeah, you're happy. I'm glad. Very happy. I'm happy when you're happy, Duff. Race number really? three is the midway. <laughs> over 40. I like when you're upset, Brad. That's when you're a bit stirred up and a bit fired up. That's uh, when I get a kick. Oh, uh, just right, getting you okay. a bit up and that's about. I do buddy. my best work, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Race number four, the midway. No sponsor. Uh, so this week we call it the Brad Gray Midway. Over 1,400 metres <laughs> hurls. Talk us through the market. All right, Felix Majestic comes out, zero deductions, a bunker hut, four by six, zero cracker lacker, bluff and bluster, burning need and pure hydrogen. All right, we've got Oakfield Waratah is a $7 chance. We went up uh, $8 on Wednesday. 23 Rebel Shadow. Our favourite peace officer, $3.80. 100 to 1 for Auspicious Cloud. Oakfield Arrow, $23. Awesome Lad, 16 23 Big Apple. Epicus, 460 Went up 360 for it early doors. Uh, 31 for Smart Are We. Un American at 51 $12 Victory Lane. Uh, Extravers is an $11 chance, $9 Satness, just a brother, 51-19 Miss Ciccone. There's been a lot of activity here um, at this stage or really much throughout the week. The peace officer is getting the nod as far as favouritism is concerned. Yes, Satness will do his thing. He rolls across, he probably takes up the running and then you've got a few that just fall in behind. So awesome lad, Epicus and Oakfield Waratah will all settle much closer than we saw from them last start. And Miss Ciccone can hold a position from the inside gate too, Duff. Uh, yep, I, I'm keen to spec Oakfield Waratah here. He's just a, a very genuine horse, and you can be very, very forgiving in the 78 first up when wide. The form last preparation was just what you see is what you get. He just always puts in, finds the box seat today. I like the way this young lass rides, Anna Roper, uh, so she gets a good opportunity to put her uh, name up in lights in a city, uh, well, a Randwick Saturday meeting here. I think the danger is obviously Peace Officer, uh, who's going to be charging home at the finish. There's no doubt about it. Little excuses last start. Did find the right part of the track, but just really never probably got a chance to really extend. I, I concede that. Uh, Satness is in, been up forever, but never raced better. 
and he does have style going forward. And his stable mate off a of freshen, uh, Victory Lane, was pretty good against a Peace Officer last time. 2 5, 15, and 13. Yeah, with the stable mates here, but we're also Team Buchanan. I'm with Epicus, though. 10 5, 15, and 2. I like the setup here 1400 metres. Second up, Barrier 1, he's got positional speed. Uh, he won't find himself in front by any stretch, but he can just park in behind the spoon and get his chance for a, to atone for a luckless fifth there. Well, he probably should have been fighting out the finish first up. He's been a really good pickup for Christian Buchanan, having won three from six uh, since being transferred. Five, Peace Officer, all he has to do is hold his form. He maps the saddle a touch closer than last time out. That was his undoing last time uh, a couple of weeks ago. He drew wide, had to get a long way back, uh, yet... He certainly didn't disgrace himself. His last 400 metres was about as quick as they can go at this level. 15, Satinus. He'll get out in front. He only has to hold his form to be in the finish again. He's a pretty consistent galloper. And two, Oakfield Waratah. When I first did the form, I thought, oh, we've got one here. Uh, but the market found him. But I guess rightly so, given what he's done in the past. 10, 5, 15 and 2. And uh, for Darren Flindell in race number three, he's 10, a good thing. Epicus, he's keen uh, to beat 5, 15 and 14. So Epicus for Darren there, number 10 on top in the third on the program. We go to, that's the Brad Gray Midway. We go to race four, the ACY Connect Handicap over 2,000 metres. How's the market look here, Hills? Yeah, uh, 220 now for Marquess. It's been consistent this campaign, hasn't it? Uh, four runs for three wins in a second. Uh, Andalus comes out two by one, the deduction. Mission Phoenix up the top is a $9 chance. Opened up at $6, so it's been pretty easy. Promises kept nine fifty. Stroke of luck, there was early support for it. Went up $15, it's now into six fifty. Raging Bull, 34 250 Wednesday, 215 now 220 Marquess makes it favourite. Gan Terrain is a $10 chance, $8 for Pia Rosa. Kabochi is a $61 chance, $12 Queenmaker, and $19 Spaltet. A little bit of specking there, early doors also at $26. So, yep, firm favourite, uh, Marquess. There was early support for Stroke of Luck, and it's held that line now at six fifty. Yeah, the map, I guess, when you look at the barriers, you think, well, where's he going to get to? But I think it looks pretty straightforward for Marquess, dare I suggest. And listening to, to Zach Lloyd speak to you fellas this morning, it sounds like they will use his natural speed. Uh, pop him out and hope to find a bit of cover just in behind the speed, and I think that scenario could play out because Mission Phoenix will drag him across Spaltat. I think he's given a dig to offset that wide gate. Now he's up and running, and maybe Marquez can find that one out, one back. Two, Queenmaker won't be too far away, and we did see Pia Rossa uh, use an inside draw and camp just in behind the speed there last time out, and I imagine Connections are hoping she can do similar today, Duff. Uh, yep, I'd, I'd like the sound of what Zach was thinking this morning. Uh, going forward from that draw, so yeah, I think he's a lovely staying prospect, which is obvious now um, with that form, this preparation, and the dominance of his win last start. Mission Phoenix is getting to big odds. He's four kilos better off with Pirosa here. Uh, promises kept interest me a little. Maybe might just need one more run, but uh, his effort was good the other day, doing it tough. And I'll throw in eight Pirosa, who still has upside. Six one two and eight. Yeah, I'm with him as well. Six, one, four, and eight. I think two dollars twenty is fair. To be honest, like he's a stay going place, and he's and he's simply better than this grade. So, he's the horse that resumed from forty four weeks on the sidelines ahead of this campaign, and he just keeps chalking them up, doesn't he? So, his form speaks for itself. I thought his last start win was the best yet, so he's still trending upwards. Little tick over trial since we last saw him at the races. Four weeks between runs, but we see Godolphin and James Cummings use that formula with success time and time again. One mission, Phoenix, uh, out in front, hard to catch. We know he's a horse that doesn't really have a change-up. He just grinds his rivals into the ground. So now that he's had the five runs under his belt, wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit more aggression from the outset and just get his rivals chasing him because a sit sprint doesn't suit him. Four, stroke of luck. At least he brings a different formula into this. I thought he had more than enough there first up 1,600 metres, and he wasn't beaten all that far by Renee. Renaissance woman, so nothing wrong with that form reference. Second up, 2,000 metres, still with some speed in his legs. Uh, he'll run well with that form reference through Kovalika last campaign and eight Pia Rossa. Uh, was no fluke what she did there last time out. I think she's been a work in progress for some time, but it all looks to be clicking, and she comes here with her tail in the air, albeit, as Duff mentioned, does meet Mission Phoenix four kilos worse off. Six, one, four, and eight. Darren in race four. Yep, Marquess, six, two, one, eight. What's his right price today, Brad? Marcus. I think two dollars twenty. Yep, I think that's fair. I think that's right on the right on the money. Mm, okay, and you're expecting him uh, to go to a better class, just based on your comments there. Uh, you, you think he's certainly up beyond benchmark eighty-eight 
in time. Yeah, yeah. well, looking at the timing of the preparation and the fact that he has been backed in the five diamonds, that's his obvious target, isn't it? You'd think he'd fit in quite nicely there. A horse still on the up, he'd have to come back slightly in journey, but we know he's a horse with a, a nice little turn of foot. So we were talking about him on Thursday night on form line, and he's already been $26 into $11 uh, off the top of my head. So there's been some, a few sharp punters out there thinking that he is a horse that can make that, that progression. Uh, and on what he's done to date, I'm not going to disagree. Good to see you keeping an eye on those all-in markets, buddy. I know you love them. Yes, we need to bring back the, the crystal ball. Remember that little future <laughs> segment you used to do? <laughs> that was one of my... a disaster for the punters, but good for turnover, Tab. Yeah, yeah. Oh, horrific. That was one of my uh, mine and Stanley's brainchilds, the old crystal ball. Yeah, it didn't it didn't hang around. Look, if you want it back, listeners, viewers out there, just, <laughs> just ring in the show. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I might bring it back. It won't be ringing off the hook. No, I'm tipping you right, Duff. <laughs> I reckon you're spot on, actually. Well, let's go to race number five, over 1,200 metres. Benchmark 78, precise air. Uh, over the 1,200 here, Hells. Yeah, and we've got commemorative as a pretty short price favourite now at $2. Now, deductions here, we've got a couple of scratchings. Loves me like a rock, five by six, six by seven, Ganati, Molly Nails, 2 by one and Bowery Breeze, Zilch. Uh, Rainbell for Joe Pride, $7. $4.20, Kazoo, overriding $8. $51, so say you. Jenquira, $9.50, $11, Demiana. Iconic Dame, $1.26. And we went up two eighty dollars for commemorative. It's now a $2 chance. Yeah, it's interesting. Where does that end, commemorative? It's going to be fascinating that last five, ten minutes, but the barrier doesn't look as scary now after scratching. So Kazoo still sp- spears forward. Uh, Rainbell shouldn't be too far away. Blinkers first time today. Overriding just gets a, a lovely plum position following Kazoo into the straight. And commemorative, I just imagine they have plan A, plan B and plan C, depending what happens in the first couple hundred metres here, Duff. Yeah, I think so. And I think you're right with those four scratchings. She comes in three barriers now, so... Um, only eight runners. It's not doesn't look as nasty as what it could have been. Um, in saying that, I reckon Kazoo's ready to run out there and run fast time here. Uh, she's a mare who's always had a rap on her. She's started very short prices on them on numerous occasions, and she's you know she switched on more experience than than the uh, than the favourite here. I'm convinced of that. Whether she's better than her is a different story. But on the day, I just feel. Um, that she might just have something to say here. And at the better odds, I'll lean her way to be commemorative, who, uh, look, I'm good, no knocker at all. I just want to see her put it on the on the table here today. I hope she does, because she's very exciting if she does. Um, she's big girl. I see they've got that barrier extension. She mustn't fit in the barrier. Uh, so she, she might have that bit of a lise about her. Uh, overriding's a nice mare. Love the way she's been handled, just tick, ticking through those grades last preparation, which culminated in a city win uh, here at Ramwick. And she just minds her own business behind the speed here, and she's set up well with two trials. And Junquira is very honest. Uh, John seemed to be happy with her this morning, just needs her to jump a little bit better. But 3, 12, 5 and 7. 12, 5, 3 and 7. We'll save you a seat on the bandway and Duff. Hopefully you'll be jumping on after today. All aboard. All aboard. <laughs> Yeah, she's a... You'll have to yeah. charge him, Brad. Don't let him run <laughs> for free. Don't go pay the premium. <laughs> Commemorative. Uh, yeah, I was actually out there at Canterbury when she won on debut, and she just towered over her rivals. So if you're going out to Randwick today, make sure you see her in the yard because she is a, a unit. I don't know what she weighs, but surely it's the, fi- the high 500s uh, because there's plenty of her. But she doesn't look like one of those disproportionate uh, big horses either. Everything's in the right place. So... Uh, yeah, she's a, a lovely galloper going forward. Who knows uh, where she'll end this campaign. Five overriding, uh, I think, looks pretty well prepared here first up. I like the way that she's trialled. I like what she did last campaign, rushing through the grades. Nathan Doyle uh, is fantastic at targeting particular races, and I imagine this has been on the radar for a while. So maps to get the run of the race and every possible chance to continue that, that good run of form. Three, Kazoo, hard to chase down. Uh, will spear forward, pretty sharp in a recent trial, and, and she's another mare that's building a handy little record. And Junquira still does a few things wrong, uh, but she's got a motor. And speaking of trials, I love the way that she flattened out uh, that last little bit in her most recent hit out. So if the leaders happen to overdo it and she gets last look, uh, look out like 12, 5, 3 and 7. I know it's only a benchmark 78 in the guide, but uh, I think it's a little bit better than that. This is a really good race. Yeah, you're spot on, Brad. Looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to seeing what happens here. Darren's with number 12, Commemorative, so he's on the bandwagon. You won't have to charge him like Duff if uh, Duff <laughs> wants to climb on to, to beat 2, 3 and 5 for Darren. 12, 2, 3 and 5, his numbers there. 
let's kick on to race number six at Randwick today. And this is the Sporting Chance Cancer Foundation Handicap, 1,100 metres, benchmark 78, and dashing legend up the top now with Joe Pridehurst. Yeah, Dole comes out, 15 by 13 and 6 by 7, Wollinga Beast. Up the top, a dashing legend, uh, what's it going to carry, 61 and a half, 5 to 5.50 this morning. $26, Rocket Tiger, Stromboli, $11, 17 with your blessing. Smashing Eagle, we went up $6 about it, if you don't mind. It's now 360 favourite. Contemporary also went up a uh, big price, $11, 50, this morning. Jetta Beal, throw it in the mix as well. Double figures, $11, now $7, 14 Mars Mission, Abel Willie, 21, 31 at Walk and Talk, and, and another Cognac. Uh, well, it went up 26, now into 13. So it's been a few moves as far as the market is concerned since the market opened, but Smashing Eagle, dollar-wise, very popular. Yeah, duels a significant scratching, though. It just takes an extra layer of speed out of the race. So where does that leave us? Stromboli's got speed if they want to use it. And walking and talking, coming across from the gate and taking advantage of the fact that there might be no designated leader without duel in the race. So a little bit up in the air as far as this map goes now, Duff. Yeah, I'm a bit the same. But there's potential speed. There's a couple there that uh, might change their mind and go forward. And even uh, different connections now, Dashing Legend may kick up. She has got... Uh, nice gate, gate speed at the trials. So, yeah, I don't know what to think about the map. Um, look, I think she's here to run well. I think she's had a couple of trials. She won her first two last preparations, so she's good, fresh, dashing legend. Big weight to carry, but I think it's the right grade of race for her to start off in here, and there seems to be stable confidence there. So happy to lean her way to beat Smashing Eagle, who just, we know he's just brilliant. Uh, he's got a brilliant finish on him. Uh, just a heart-in-your-mouth horse. I've uh, been there and had a bit of luck with him in the past, and then other times you think, oh, well, what do I want to keep back in these back markers? But I must say, the Ramwick 1100 is much better than the Rose Hill 1100 for a horse like him. So I get the point with him there, and he's hard enough to hold out. Contemporary looks fancy, doesn't he? 11 to 480. Uh Sets up well with a couple of trials. Always sort of was a little bit weak last prep, but uh, listening to Zach, they think he's really come back well, and the market emphasises that. And Jenna Beal, well, what do you want to say? He never runs bad, um, and the marketplace has gravitated there as well. So it looks a good little betting race on one seven eight and nine. Yeah, I'm keen on the chances of smashing Eagle 7, 1, 8 and 5. Looking at this race, I thought, well, if he's going to get into the winner's stall again, it's with this setup. He's backing in grade, benchmark 78, 1100 metres, firm deck. Would like a little bit more speed there, but I do think he's got a turn of foot to overcome that. So you look at the last time we saw him at the races, second behind red card, Airman ran third, uh, he's got form around Gaza Blanca, so it all ties in pretty neatly, you'd think, for a race like this. And uh, he was actually... They were trying to target last week's Sydney Stakes uh, and just didn't quite get into the field. So that probably says that where Joel Ryan certainly actually think this horse might end up. He's been up for a while, but if he keeps running the sectionals, uh, he is. I think he'll, he'll work his way through the grades, albeit uh, with that little caveat that he is a horse that likes to find his feet and hit the line. So he's not going to win all the time with that pattern. One dashing legend, looks well-placed here, 61.5 kilos firm deck. I guess they're little queries in themselves. She's a horse that has appreciated getting a toe into the ground in the past, but did look really sharp winning a recent Warwick Farm trial. You go back to her last campaign, and she was a, a fireball winner, a listed company over this same track and trip, beating Cote and Economics and simply blew the... The doors of arrivals there. Eight contemporary, he fits in nicely here uh, off his best form, and yeah, all indications are that he's come back better again. He's still lightly raced, and Stromboli is the horse that I've now included. Uh, we do all out of the race thinking that he can take advantage of a lack of pressure here, and he did start a dollar eighty last time out. I don't know what happened to him there behind Loves Me Like a Rock, but he does bring that strong SP profile, and he's another one that brings Gaza Blanca form into this. Seven, one, eight, and five. Uh, one on top for Darren Flindell, dashing legend, to beat seven, six, and eight. You. Gaza Blanca form, you're talking about it like it's going to cure COVID, Brad. Is it, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe, I've got to be carried away there, didn't I? Maybe he just calmed down. He got rolled the other day, didn't he? Gaza, yeah, would he, he have won if he got out, do you think? He did. I think there were a few people we were standing near that thought he may have won, but I don't think he would have. Yeah. Talking, to, talking through the kick. Oh, it's good form, that Gaza Blanca form, though. Don't worry about that. We are previewing Randwick today with Ron Duffersey, Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley, and we're up to race number six, uh, race number seven, I should say, with our preview, it's the first leg of the Quadrilla. And it's the Rodbrick Lodge Falante Handicap over 1,600 metres. 
Talk us through the market here, Hills. As Cepheus comes down, 20 by 15 and 6 by 7 for Detonator Jack. Up the top, Stockman, $81.13. Kerwin's Lane, new mandate at $11. Banju, 26, went up 51. 19, Cuban Royale. Uh, Wicklow, $12, $7 Wild Planet. Now, it took a bit of 2500 at $7.50 on Wild Planet. Been a while between drinks. 17 looks like Elvis. Unspoken's our favourite. Went up 440 They were keen to take it. Now into 220 Night's Choice, $8. Dream Flight, 101 Political Debate, 15 And Glutharm down the bottom is a $61 chance. So, Unspoken, as I said, they pounced early. Second most popular runner is Knight's Choice at $8. Yeah, well, you could get a chance today. Wild Planet to carve across and take up the running. Banjou, he might be the other speed horse here. Other than that, you'd think Unspoken can hold a spot. And listening to John O'Shea uh, with you guys this morning, Kerwin's Lane sounds like they're going to be positive from the wide draw with him today, Duff. Yep, they should roll along um, with the pressure coming across from the outside. And sometimes Banjou can grab the bit and charge to a certain extent. So, look, I just got a gut feeling about this horse today. Look, I know he's an eight-year-old who hasn't won in 1,100 days, but I just feel some of his better runs where he's been able to dictate third up last prep. He got to the Randwick Mile, and he was close up, just run down late by Democracy Manifest that day. So I just think it's a beautiful-looking race for him, and he won't know himself with 53 kilos. So... I yeah, and obviously I'm not the only one thinking that way as well because he's a good good firmer. Um, that's as short as you'd want to take about him. Uh, he's hard to beat. He looks an up and comer, unspoken. Um, just the next progression for him here, lightly raced, great winning strike rate, and confidence sky high at the moment. Wicklow, look for a big uh, a good big dance trial from him today. Uh, first up, ready to peak second up probably. Uh, for the big event, but he can't do anything bar run on strongly. And political debate, uh, the type of race he, he probably has to improve in, um, although I'm very wary of of this Queenslander, uh, Knight's Choice, um, who's, you know, big moment for him. What are they saying? They knock back two million something for him. Uh, but he is unbeaten at a mile, so he adds that little bit more interest. But, yeah, I'm comfortable to, uh, to spec Wild Planet, 9, 11, 7 and 14. Leon with the market here, unspoken on top. He's another candidate that could be going towards a five diamonds. This is a nice progression on the way through. He's up in grade, but the trade-off there is he's in with just the 52 kilos. So two wins this time back. Uh, he's an import that's just taken to a preparation to acclimatise, as we so often see, and uh, he's come back really well. I know the margin was only narrow at Randwick last time out. However, he was never going to win by margin because they did, simply didn't go fast enough out in front. So the small margins flattered his rivals. 14 political debate. I can make a good case uh, for him as well here. So he's a horse that was simply never in the race there in the Epsom. He was a long way out of his grade, uh, eligible for easier, as we see him with 52 kilos himself today. Uh, it was a race that didn't set up for the backmarkers, and he was $201. So you can go into his form prior to that, two and a half lengths off Pericles, uh, beaten narrowly by Vranelli, and then four lengths off Redina. That all reads pretty well for this. So I know his conviction is that he's only got the one win from his 10 starts, but if he's going to win another race this time in, I think it's today, I think it's the right setup. 12 Knights Choice can make a case for him too. Uh, 1,200 metres was too slippery there first up behind Airman. I thought he was tacking on OK late to suggest that he's come back. Well, you've got to take him on trust, but you look at his form over the mile at the back end of last campaign, and that fits in pretty well here, particularly from the kind draw where he can take up a position just in behind the speed. And speaking of speed, Wild Planet, yep, he'll spear forward, hard to catch, and 53 kilos, a matter of time before he knocks off another race, even though it has been a little while since he last won. 11, 14, 12 and 9. That's Brad Gray's thoughts on race number 7. Let's see what Darren's come up with. He's 11 on top, and that is unspoken, number 11 to beat 9, 12 and 14. Race number 8 at Randwick this afternoon, uh, which will be this afternoon by the time the race rolls around is the Five Diamonds Prelude, over 1,500 metres, of course, restricted to five-year-old horses. Andrew Hurley, you act a bit like a five-year-old. Are you eligible? <laughs> oh, that's a, lot, That's a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, mate, only just... joking, only joking, nah. buddy. Uh, five Diamonds <laughs> Prelude and the Caulfield Cup today run second to tenth.
and you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. It'd be crazy not to have a throw at the stumps at the very least. Uh, good race. Deductions here for journalism. One cent the win. Dreamflight and Glutharm all come out. So we'll both come out. Zero. So we've got a pretty true market here now. Converge, $10. $5 to 480 Democracy Manifest makes it favourite. 19 Palmetto. Zoom on, 14 Catelli is a $5 chance. Eight fifty Waterford. Detonator Jack, $11 into $9. Fortner Park, 11 to 10, back to 11 Mississippi Prince is a $81 chance. $11 in for 15 St. Lawrence. Watergo, 19 in for 26 Super Helpful, 51 Altivo, $9 and $251 for New Republic. As I said, a very strong betting race. As far as the popularity is concerned, Catelli's actually been more popular uh, throughout and today than Democracy Manifest. Um, self-interest here, after an opinion, fellas, Detonator Jack looked very unlucky last start. Yes, yeah, so well, I think you've got a fan in Duff. He's going to get his chance, 1,500 metres, and it should be pretty genuinely run. He just needs luck getting off the fence at the right time. But looking at the top end, zoom on. I think there will be some intent. It's just whether he's going to be sharp enough to get there, 1,500 metres. He's a horse that's uh, better as he gets out over further. What a goes. He's going well. Uh, he'll spear forward from the gate, and Mississippi Prince uh, gets a card across. Then you've got Palmetto, who lands into a nice spot. The same can be said for St. Lawrence, and super helpful. Uh, he's got tactical speed as well here, Duff. So, yeah, I think the speed uh, promises to be pretty genuine. Anyone. Terrific race, um, lots of angles and lots of, as the market's telling you here, with um, everything specked away at once they hit, well, once they hit a mark. Um, look, I'm not falling in to say that he was unlucky. I just think he was just too one-paced at 1,400 for the second time. Uh, I know it's only going up to 1,500, and I probably would have preferred 1,800. But um, I just feel the biggest stretches of Ramwick... Um, Collett's had a ride on him now. He was the money was just relentless for him, starting favourite in that race the other day. He's relatively unraced, well, uh, untapped. He's twelve starts, five wins, five placings. So you know what you're going to get from him: a good, tough run. And at the price, I think he's worth a, a real throw at the stumps here. Detonate, detonate Jack. I think Cota Healy's the danger. Um, I think he should have won there first up. In the Alan Brown, he just got held up in that switch course there at a vital stage. Uh, Palmetto is looking massive odds. He was only a length off him the other day, and I reckon he's peaking on the right, right day. And he was, was back 100 metres in distance the other day, and the map looks beautiful for him here today. And Waterford, I think this is the best setup Waterford's had um, in three runs this preparation. He gets to Ramwick, he gets to back to 1500 metres, he gets enough speed up front. Tommy Berry's got a great record on the horse, and he gets his chance to bounce back after, well, I think his last year, win might have been on this day last year. Um, lots of other options, uh, but I, I'm keen to back seven, seven, five, three, and six. Yeah, wouldn't it be something if Wild Planet Converge and Lions Raw took out the first oh, week? Oh, please. The drought breaker, Quaddy. I'm with Converge here, 84 weeks since he last won, so... Pretty crazy for a horse of his talent. Uh, so his last win was the Randwick Guineas, where he beat Enemo. Uh, so you look at what he's done then since, and I know he hasn't won. However, he's had 13 starts, and 10 of them have been in Group 1s, and that's not accounting for a Golden Eagle. So as far as placement goes, he won't know himself in this company. I know it's a duck egg in the form guide from the Epsom, but he never saw daylight. He got chopped out of a run. I never got a chance to, to build into the race. So 59.5 kilos, a fair bit of weight, but you look relative to his rivals here, and he's actually pretty well weighted. And Ellsberg won this race 12 months ago carrying the same weight, and I think he can do it today. He's a horse that doesn't necessarily have much tactical speed as he's got a little bit older, and he's a roly-poly little fella. So third up now, he should have no excuses fitness-wise. So you throw that all into the mix, and you see around $10, and I think that's, that's fair enough. Two, Democracy Manifest. The barrier hasn't been kind to him, or well, certainly not as kind as it was in the Epsom. He didn't have a lot of luck uh, himself in that race and probably should have finished closer at the finish, but he's fit, he's flying, and he's just a horse that keeps raising the bar. Five, Coda Hill, on the topic of bad luck, uh, it was all bad, wasn't it, there for him first up. He really flashed and should have beat Cepheus. That ties in well here, and they seem to have worked him out. Just ride him a little bit colder, balance him up, and let him charge late, and he can unleash a devastating turn of foot. When he's ridden with patience and 11 what it goes i thought he was really good there last time out he'll spear forward he'll make his own luck he finds himself in career best form and given he did manage to still finish second last time out despite being 1550 back to 1200 meters and five weeks between runs uh, that says to me that bjorn's got him going beautifully one two five and eleven 
Uh, for Darren, two on top to beat five, eight and seven in uh, race number eight, Democracy Manifest. Uh, just before we move on, boys, just wouldn't mind your comment on something. I, I shouldn't really read the fan mail uh, that gets sent into the studio, but just wouldn't mind, you, wouldn't mind your take on this, Brad. This texter, no name on this one. Why does Luke sound like he's in his senior years? And smoked a pack a day since 13. Um, I mean, is that a fair comment, Brad? Or what's doing here? So you sound like you've been on the durries. I don't know about that. Oh, my body's a, a temple. I, I don't put anything bad in my body. Just the kale uh, morning oh, yeah, smoothies right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, a bit yeah, of broccoli. Sure. Yep, that's why Please. I saw you ripping into the waters in the tab marquee last Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Where were you, Hurls? Didn't get a start, hey? Uh... Working. <laughs> yeah, I was working. Oh, He's actually banned. No, He's not allowed on trade. They've got a photo of him. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we, we had a terrible <laughs> day, Hurls, didn't we, Brad? It was a terrible day, Hurls. Um, so don't worry. You didn't miss out on anything, buddy. <laughs> no, well, I actually had a, uh, a fantastic day last Saturday watching the races, but also a big shout-out to all my... Uh, well, my schoolmates, we had our 30-year reunion last week at uh, St. Patrick's College, Stratfield. It was a cracking afternoon and night, so... Great I've to got, hear, mate. Uh, the best of both worlds. Got to catch up with a lot of old mates, but also watch the races as well. You beauty, mate. And shout out to that texter for uh, building your host's morale of a Saturday morning. Was I'm it really, anonymous? I'm, it was anonymous, sadly. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. But anyway, I'm feeling really good after that, Brad. Feeling well, anonymous. Well, so. Let's go to race number nine. Big dance wildcard here, Hurls. 1,200, uh, 1,600 metres, I should say. Talk us through the market. Yeah, flying crazy up the top is a $7.50 chance. Royal Zealand Telly come out, but zero deduction, so uh, we've got true market here. Went up $6 flying crazy on Wednesday. Uh, $12 Lions Raw, Baby Rider, 51 $11 Steely. We've got 51 into 26 Hail Manhattan, Cisco Bay, 61 Spangler is our favourite. $6 has not budged. Arameo, 26 $8 for Bella. Uh, King of the Castle, $8. Implement, 11 Lock Eagle, 15 Journalism, 7 50 Special Sway, 19 26 Rogue Bear. Baltic Coast, 19 Highlights, 18 And Pandano, 71 This is a pretty quiet betting race, to be honest with you. I don't think punters know what to do. Spangler, the most popular. There's been money for Lions Raw. Uh, also highlights, but yeah, six dollars a field. It's a dark job. Yeah, I can't blame the punters there. This is tricky, isn't it? If you thought the five diamonds prelude was hard, uh, wait until you get your, your teeth sunk into this. The big dance wild card. So six dollars the field. Speed uh, is left to the Gay Wardhouse and Adrian Bot train pair for Valor and Journalism. Uh, King of the Castle can be closer. Special Sway shouldn't be too far away. And highlights from the low draw uh, shouldn't be too far away either. Hit off. Yeah, tricky race, uh, very tricky race um, I get a feeling for Lock Eagle here today I just think there's been a slowly, slowly approach with him To give him his two runs and a trial with his blinkers back on And I'm just sort of looking at him and Spangler Where they went through that uh, preparation together Last preparation where um, uh, Spangler beat Lock Eagle In the provincial championship there Nothing between them at level weights uh, they, he ran second in the lead-up uh, to Lock Eagle. So Lock Eagle beat him at Newcastle in the wild card, and then uh, Lock Eagle turns it around. Um, I know you could probably say Spangler had the uh, the better lead-up coming out of the Cameron, but they've both won a trial since. And I just look at 50, uh, 57 and 52 and a half. And, and look, I think if they're both right, there's not a split hair between them. And it's $15 versus 6 So I'm just thinking that way. Lock Eagle on top to beat Flying Crazy, who's going well. Has to carry the 60 kilos today, uh, admittedly up in class. Uh, Spangler looks to be flying. Loved his trial. Yeah, I love the way that he's made him win the trial there the other day, and he really accelerated late. I'll tell you something here. This old boy will run a race. He loves dry tracks, Arameo, and that run in the Bill Ritchie wasn't too bad. Um <coughs> Just at the price, he might fill a you know a little hole there in the first four eleven one seven and eight. So, what was your read on flying crazy at a mile? Do you think that just stretches? That's out? what the only thing I had little doubts in the back of my head mm-hmm. um, was just with the mile with the big weight. Like uh, that's uh, and he hasn't won in a while now. So I just I think there's got to be little doubts about it. Yeah, it's the right setup though. Otherwise, I've got him second as well here. I've gone the way of Lions Raw two one seven and four. I uh, went round in circles and I was doing the form for this race and 
Double figure odds, that's probably fair enough. I know we're going to need a Jason Collett special from the draw, but I think he's the right man for the job, maybe to duck and weave, ride for luck, and if he gets it, I think this is the right race for him. Third up, he was fantastic first up in the Shannon behind Cepheus, where he clocked some of the fastest closing splits across the entire day, actually the fastest last 200 metre split across the entire meeting. Last time out, not a lot went right. He was kind of posted wide, uh, and he was back to 1,400 metres, and I think that showed at the finish in a, a race where the winner broke the track record. So I want to be forgiving of that. Uh, some of his best runs in the past have been over the Randwick mile, so a few things align for him to bounce back. One, flying crazy. You'd just love to see him use the inside gate and hold some kind of position. He's own worst enemy as far as missing the kick goes but I think he, he returns in pretty much career best form the way he's going at the moment uh, he, he has got plenty of weight here and does have to run out a strong 1600 meters but at least he can take the shortest way home from the low gate seven Spangler he's hard enough to beat I loved his trial since his last start win he's another horse with a nice little sense of timing uh, set to peak third up and four Steely comes here with his tail in the air uh, went to Queensland last time out uh, got his victory and he's full of confidence now having broke a run of droughts himself Two one seven and four. Those are the thoughts of Brad Gray in race number nine for Darren Flindell. Ten one nine seven with his selections. King of the Castle on top number ten for Darren. We arrive at the last now, guys. Race number ten is the Tab Handicap twelve hundred metres. A benchmark eighty eight for Andrew Hurley to talk us through the market. Yeah, and the favourite now, Tristate at four forty. So some couple wide open market munition seven at kind Pioneer River and Capistrata all come out, but we've got no deductions. Uh, love Tap, first up from the spell today for Richard and Will, $26. 14 Titanium Power, much, much better, $8. Kiss Sum, 19 Extremely Lucky, $7. 19 Barossa Rossa. Pizarro, $11 into $9. We've got 51 Prometo, Dynamic Impact, 11 31 Handle the Truth, Major Auntie, 21 We went up $6, Tri-State, now 440 makes it favourite. Robusto, 21 15 into 11 Sandstock and Kabling, $12. Gee, I tell you what, uh, might be a field job here for the last. Well, field, field, field in the quaddy. Mm. Way out, isn't it? And just pray for a few roughies. But there's good speed here. I know Tri State has been well back, but he's not going to get it all his way out in front here because you've got much, much better punching up underneath. Titanium Power likes to roll. Major Arty's there. And Kabling looks to get a nice trail just in behind the speed here, Duff. So this promises to be a pretty fast run race. Yeah, it does. So that's why I like Bizarro here. I think mid draw, fast speed, third up. Um, I've liked his two runs back from a spell with that uh, behind him, and last time he was good uh, late. So, yeah, I'm happy to be on him each way here to beat Dynamic Impact. No fluke in the big improvement last time. He won third up last prep, and he's set to hold at least hold that form. The most winnable race extremely lucky he's been in uh, this preparation. Looks to be just work in progress. You know, Chris trying to settle him and dragging him back and all this sort of stuff. And there was just such a huge boom on him coming here with that early trial. So he gets his chance. And much, much better. Knocked up first up. The real much, much better. It'd give these something to chase, I tell you. Seven, nine, five and three. Five, three, sixteen and nine. One more chance for Extremely Lucky. I echo the sentiment there of Duff suggesting this is the most winnable race that he's been in all campaign. And yet, he's pretty much the biggest price he's been sent around all campaigns. So you look at his preparation to date, 1,200, back to 11, back to 1,000 metres, and I think that showed last time out. So that was behind Spacewalk, who just dropped him uh, as soon as he quickened, yet extremely lucky he was coming again through the line. So three lengths behind Buenos Notchos first up on a soft track, uh, three lengths away from Red Card, Smashing Eagle, Airman, uh, and then last up with Excuses doing his best work through the line. I think that gives him a nice platform uh, for a race like this. Bench height 88. Good speed on paper, and he gets his chance to scream down the outside uh, in the last race there today at Randwick. Three, much, much better. He is much better than last start. Uh, forgive him that. Uh, it was a race that was set up for the back markers. That was when Kabo went fast out in front, and he was six weeks between runs, so he wasn't told to feel the pinch, albeit uh, he's going to be met with a bit of heat here on, on top of the speed again. 16, Carbling. Probably doesn't have the upside of a few here. I think that's fair to say, but he's got a handy little record in his own right. I just love the way he maps. He's going to do absolutely no work from the outset. He's a horse that knows how to stretch his neck out. Uh, we saw that last time, despite being beaten. There was a gap back to third. You could see him really trying to run down the leader. And nine, dynamic impact. Uh, will be another horse hitting the line late and should be well set up by a, a genuinely run race. So five, three, sixteen, and nine to bring us home. Darren with his numbers, uh, six on top. And that is... Uh Barossa Rosa, uh, one at odds for Darren in the last, currently $19 tab, six, seven, 
16 and 5 with Darren's numbers. Uh, what is your best bet for Randwick today, Duff? Look, we'll go to the highway. Um, Amaretz, race 2, number 12, best value. I'd say I think Dagnator Jack is the best value. Race 8, number 7. Fantastic, mate. Looking forward to getting out there today. Uh, I am. Anyone's thoughts on the Caulfield Cup here today? It looks a strong yeah. cup. Brad, have you got any opinion on, on that race? I've got a few little futures tickets going, one on Huyamal and one on Duke de Sessa. So I'll be cheering both those. But it looks pretty open, doesn't it? Yeah, what price do you get Duke nice. de Sessa? Forties. Uh, <laughs> He's done it again. Still got forty-one dollars. What yeah, price is well, it now? However, however, we did, we did see Captain Amelia, despite going around what the unders god. He was kind, and she actually ran an absolute cracker. I wish he fell into third, but it can work out like that, guys. So I, I had a future spit. Yeah, I had a future spit on who Yamal as well. Um, to win the Corf- uh, to win the Cox Plate <laughs> at a hundred. So <laughs> that's gone. <laughs> so you anyway. like the Japanese horse, don't you, Duff? Uh, look, I, I think I've looked at his replays. I, he might be more a Melbourne Cup horse, but he, mm. he's one of these horses that just grinds at the top of the speed and quickens. And sometimes that's good for the Caulfield Cup and uh, out of trouble up on top of the speed. But, Jesus, this this Valiant King, he's 20s into $9.50 or something down the bottom, the yeah, Joseph O'Brien horse. Back. Yeah, he's yeah. been best backed. Interesting. Um, yeah. What's your take on the race, Duff? Did you have a fancy? Who you uh, look, I, I'd pr- probably just fiddle around the the multis there. I'm I'm thinking without a fight set up well, break up I like. West Wind Blows, beautiful lead up. Sulcum with all this pressure, although I would have preferred Flemington. And who you Marlon Valley King. I'm just fiddling around first fours with sort of that. I, I thought there was a couple. Uh, Sydney SF today. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know... I just called Die. I know it's a strong race, but she was another against the bias the other day. There's there's got to be something for her. She's double figure odds, and I was impressed with Duel the other day. Big, lovely Colt was above himself, so they're both double figures. I'd just spec the SF there. Outstanding, Duff. Have a great day, mate. See you guys. There's Ron Duffersey. Brad Gray, what's your best for Randwick today? Yeah, best for me, race six, number seven, Smashing Eagle. Oh, it's never an easy watch with him, but he's airborne at the moment. So if he just kicks off where he left off uh, six weeks ago, he's so hard to hold out. And the best value, it's another back marker, so fortune favours the brave. Race 10, number five, extremely lucky. If he's going to win a race this preparation, I think he's found the perfect scenario today. Love it, Brad. What's the plan for the afternoon? Uh, we'll put the feet up, hopefully back a few winners and spec away at a few uh, once this 9 o'clock ticks over. Absolutely. Good luck today, Brad. Thanks, guys. There he goes, Brad Gray. Andrew Hurley, appreciate your help with our Sydney preview. You'll stick around for Melbourne. Yeah, I certainly will. Looking forward to it. It's been a very strong betting card as well. Races at Ramwick, Caulfield and Eagle Farm. Races 1 to 6 are on 2nd or 3rd. You'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. Five Diamonds Prelude and the Caulfield Cup run 2nd to 10th. And you'll get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. Ramwick jockeys challenge today. Zach Lloyd a dollar ninety. Tommy Berry three eighty. Five fifty. Tyler Schiller nine dollars. Jason Collett any other jockey option. And Brett Preble at sixteen forty one. Regan Bayless. Rachel King at seventy one. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential advice, call one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. Chat to you other side of this break, Andrew Hurley. That's been our Randwick preview today. Our Sky Racing viewers, you leave us now. The coverage of Racing HQ continues on Sky Sports Radio or you can stream us on the Tab app.